0: I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence, and you're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. I'm joined by Russell Starr, Chief Executive Officer of Vancouver-based Trillium Gold. Russell, I want to talk to you about the juxtaposition between cryptocurrency and real commodities, gold and other commodities. Okay. What's the balance? Mm -hmm. People talk about Bitcoin as digital gold. Well, digital gold had a bit of a torrid time recently. Is it really yep. digital gold? I don't even like to think of it that way.
1: My perspective is there's more than enough room in any market for both to coexist. The premise upon which cryptocurrencies have been created, particularly Bitcoin, is obviously to deal with what everyone views and knows is you know, the the infinite printing of, of the U.S. dollar. And, and, of course, other countries pursuing the same sort of beggar thy neighbor economic policy where it's he, who, he or she who can print the most money as quickly as possible, devalues their currency and, and hopefully inflates their, themselves out of uh, whatever morag or morass they're in. But truly, in my opinion, it's the millennial investor, and in particular, the US media that has turned this into a battle, uh, a binary outcome. And really, truly, there is no binary outcome here. People can invest in Bitcoin and, and take whatever risk they so choose. I haven't seen gold uh, crater fifty uh, percent in in a matter of a, of a month as a store of value, as has Bitcoin. So, look, the way I look at it, and 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 the way that I speak to investors who ask me this question is, I say, I, I say these are two friendly and symbiotic opportunities. Gold has centuries of application, of understanding, of uh, history, so to speak and bitcoin does not. So if you happen to be a, a very very risk tolerant investor who who can take, you know, 100% gains and 50% losses and maybe 100% losses and then 200% gains, obviously bitcoin is perhaps a better investment for you than gold, but I would like to point to people that that while gold has had these pretty impressive runs. I mean, we were we were at $1900 uh, this morning until that ADP print where you know everyone's rushing to the US dollar once again, but I suspect that will be short-lived as as people realize that it's it's a slow and steady ride lower and gold flows will increase again. And and literally you saw news out of Russia basically saying they're eliminating all their US dollar investments and they're going to be likely buying more gold. You know, the, the real opportunity lies in the gold equities because they haven't moved at all with the gold price. And you look at what the equities have done who are aligned with the crypto market. There are many that are trading at billion dollar market caps with no, no revenue stream, no income. They, they, they hold the cryptocurrency on their balance sheet, um, which is great. But at a billion dollar or a $500 million market cap, would you rather be owning that or someone like Trillium, whose market cap is $50 million with, with a gold price that is likely going much higher? So I don't like it. Like making it binary. I don't like seeing it as as one wins and the other loses. I, I like to present an opportunity that, that, pre- that, that is uh, holistic and a scenario where both can be co-invested.
0: I've got to be honest and say, I think you're being very generous describing Bitcoin as an investment.
1: <laughs> well, look, I mean, everybody can take their own, their own perspective on As I guess what I'm saying. I'm of the view that there are some very very smart people investing in, in in bitcoin I wish them the best of luck and they will potentially win and and maybe not but there are a lot of institutions that are now looking at ways to invest in the in the crypto markets and and maybe that will be ethereum and maybe it'll be bitcoin but in my view, I mean, I, I, I'm very, very simplistic. My portfolio is about 70 or 80% gold and about 20% cryptocurrencies and DeFi technologies. And my view is that the US dollar has nowhere to go but down. And that's probably the case for most currencies. And if you're not long hard things, and that isn't a cryptocurrency, if you're not long your copper, uh, your gold, your silver, I always pick on them because they're the three least invested commodities over the last couple of decades. Nickel. Uh, I talk to people who are long Tesla and I'm like, have you ever looked at investing in nickel? And they don't, they, they're, it's like an opaque look on their face. They don't even know what that means. And I'm like, well, none of those batteries that that fuel those those EV cars are going anywhere without nickel. And it might be a smart investment choice for you. So look, you have to take a holistic view on this. But I really do think the next decade is going to be one in the commodity market, um, not necessarily in the crypto market.
0: Let's talk a little more then about gold and silver. I get your point about nickel completely, but gold and silver as marketplaces have had their own issues as well, haven't they? The thing that I say to that is there are
1: countries that are taking a long view and there are countries that are taking a very short-term view. The bullion banks today is a perfect example. Gold's down $40 on an ADP print, like like, why? That just makes no sense. The macro fundamentals are still in place. But as you and I know, these are opportunities for the bullion banks to try to trigger stops. You know, I worked in the FX market where literally that was the game. You try to trigger stops. You try to force people into positions that will better your portfolio. And that's what the bullion banks do over and over and over again. But as we've seen with every single industry that has uh, too much leverage, and gold and silver are perfectly uh, positioned for that scenario, if people start taking delivery of the underlying, which is what we're seeing, and if you have a country like China and another country like Russia who, who just can't get enough of gold, and it looks like India is moving back into that position as well, again, I may lose on a daily basis. But on, on a yearly basis, uh, we're looking at a higher gold price, a higher silver price, And the manipulation only lasts as long as people allow those contracts to be flipped. And as soon as people start taking delivery, like you've seen in the silver market, and you are seeing it in the gold market, too, it's going to change the way the bullion banks deal with these types of situations.
0: Let's move on then to the dollar. You mentioned (laughs) it earlier. Let's be charitable and describe it as a shrinking asset.
1: Well, it it's funny uh, there's a, I mean history is the best predictor of the future and I don't understand how economic historians can see anything other than hyperinflation coming out of this. I happen to have a master's degree in economics and started my PhD in economics and inflation is a very 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 simple thing to measure and whatever the US is doing it, it is certainly not the measure of inflation. Inflation is rampant, it's everywhere. People are are being incented not to work. The ADP, ADP measurement is, is skewed uh, severely just because the U.S. has effectively created measurements that don't actually represent what's going on in the economy. And for whatever reason, people aren't thinking outside the box and just saying, well, hang on a second here what would the inflation rate be in the us if we measured it in terms of how they measured it in the 1980s and 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 it was in the 1980s that they changed that measurement because they they knew they were going to be in trouble because their social security platforms were inflation hedged right and so if you if you have a true representation of what's going on with inflation in in the us market you're going to see 6 10 12% inflation shadow stats is a fantastic market manufacturer of information, which measures all of these statistics in terms of how they measured them in the 1980s. And, and this is my long-winded way of saying, look, if you were a, looking to buy a car and you went onto a parking lot and the car had 1 million Mustangs and all you wanted was a Mustang, and then behind it, there were another million Mustangs and another million Mustangs and another million Mustangs, your Mustang would be worthless. You'd, you'd be able to buy that Mustang for nothing. That's what the U.S. dollar is. It's not an asset. I mean, people always say, well, what's gold backed by? Well, or what are cryptos backed by? Well, what's, what's the U.S. dollar backed by? Nothing. Debt. And people need to start thinking outside the box and recognizing what is really going on in the market. And, and that is higher gold prices, higher silver prices, higher copper prices, higher nickel prices, higher lumber prices, higher food prices, higher housing prices. And yet U.S. inflation is at what, what was their last measurement? Two, it was within their band of, of understanding. Well, this is an impossibility. It's magical numbers. There's nothing mathematically correct about what they're doing it or the way they're doing it. And and to your point, and to my point, the US dollar is backed by nothing other than empty promises right now. And, and I know that's a bold statement and I'll probably get someone shorting my stock because of it. But the reality is it's worth almost nothing right now, because the minute interest rates go higher, the US is bankrupt.
0: To coin a phrase from the old song, there may be trouble ahead. Yes, yes. Russell Starr, Chief Executive Officer of Vancouver-based Trillium Gold, thank you very much.